Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1644. My daughter, do as much for this work of mercy as obedience allows, but present clearly to your confessor the very least of my demands, and he will decide. You must not shirk in any way, but carry out everything faithfully. Otherwise, I would find no pleasure in you. March 25, 1938 Today I saw the suffering Lord Jesus. He leaned down toward me and whispered softly, My daughter, help me to save sinners. Suddenly a burning desire to save souls entered my soul. When I recovered my senses, I knew just how I was to help souls, and I prepared myself for greater sufferings. Today, probably Friday, March 25, 1938, my suffering increased. In addition, I felt wounds in my hands, feet, and side. I endured this with patience. I sensed the hostility of the enemy of souls, but he did not touch me. April 1st, 1938. Once again, I am feeling worse today. A high fever is beginning to consume me, and I cannot take any food. I would like to have something refreshing to drink, but there is not even any water in my pitcher. All this, O Jesus, to obtain mercy for souls. Just as I was renewing my intention with greater love, One of the novices came in and gave me a big orange, which had been sent by the directress of novices, Sister Callista. I saw the Lord's hand in this. The same thing happened again several times. During this time, although my needs were known, I never received anything refreshing to eat, even though I had asked for it. However, I knew that God was demanding suffering and sacrifices. I am not writing in detail about these refusals because these are delicate matters and it is difficult to believe. Yet God can demand even such sacrifices. I was about to ask Mother Superior Irene to allow me to have something in my cell with which to quench my great thirst. But before I managed to ask, Mother herself began to speak. Sister, Let's make an end to this illness once and for all, one way or another. You'll have to undergo regular treatment or something. Things can't go on like this any longer. A little later, when I was alone, I said, Christ, what am I to do? Am I to ask you for health or for death? I had no clear command, so I knelt down and said, May your holy will be done in my regard. Do with me, Jesus, as you please. At that very moment, I felt as though I were all alone, and various temptations attacked me. But I found peace and light in earnest prayer, and I understood that the superior only wished to test me. I don't know how this happens, but the room in which I have been lying has been very much neglected. Sometimes it has not been cleaned for more than two weeks. Often no one would light a fire in the stove, and so my cough would get worse. 
Sometimes I would ask to have a fire lit, and at other times I did not have the courage to ask. On one occasion, when Mother Superior, Irene, came to see me and asked me if perhaps it was necessary to heat the room more, I said no, because it was already getting warmer outside and we had the window open. First Friday. When I took the messenger of the Sacred Heart into my hand and read the account of the canonization of St. Andrew Bobola, my soul was instantly filled with a great longing that our congregation too might have a saint, and I wept like a child that there was no saint in our midst. And I said to the Lord, I know your generosity, and yet it seems to me that you are less generous toward us. And I began again to weep like a child. And the Lord Jesus said to me, Don't cry. You are that saint. Then the light of God inundated my soul, and I was given to know how much I was to suffer. And I said to the Lord, How will that come about? You have been speaking to me about another congregation. And the Lord answered, It is not for you to know how this will come about. Your duty is to be faithful to my grace, and to do always what is within your power and what obedience allows you to do. Jesus asks Faustina here to work for mercy as much as she is allowed to do so by her superiors. But he always wants to check with, wants her to check with her confessor uh, whenever Jesus asks her to do anything. He calls her to complete obedience. And Jesus appeared to Faustina in his suffering and asked her to help to save sinners. Faustina was given a strong zeal and an ardor, a desire to save sinners. And she knew that she would have to do so through her suffering. On Friday, March 25th, Faustina suffered the pains of the cross. The evil one was not pleased, knowing that it would lead to the conversion of sinners. In April, she suffered again with a fever and a lack of water. Uh, But then a novice brought her an orange. Jesus doesn't forget Faustina in her time of need. Apparently, another sister was uh, failing to bring her the things that she was uh, needing while she was suffering, and it, it seems to be implied that she was doing this on purpose. We don't know why. Jesus could always draw good out of Faustina's sufferings, But we should be careful that we don't neglect the needs of those who are sick in our households and in our religious communities. The superiors seemed to lose patience with all of Faustina's sufferings, and she demanded that Faustina would have to undergo treatments, and uh, Faustina sought to submit herself to God's will. And she also felt that perhaps the superior was just testing her by saying that. The Lord seemed to be silent. Uh, when Faustina asked uh, for a direction. Should I ask for health or should I ask for death? Uh, And so in the midst of the silence, more temptations came, uh, more suffering, and Satan wanted to step in and tempt her toward discouragement. But Faustina prayed and found relief. Uh, And then sometimes the sisters even neglected to take care of Sister Faustina's sick room. Sometimes she didn't even have heat. And then Faustina read about St. Andrew Bobola, a Polish Jesuit missionary and martyr from the 1600s who was canonized a saint. And uh, she longed for a saint in her own community. Uh, 
and Jesus said that she would be that saint. But Faustina was confused because of all the talk of a new congregation, founding a new congregation. And Jesus told her to not worry about the future, to just be faithful to his grace and to do whatever she could within the bounds of obedience. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.